This is Shine On, the health and happiness show, with new episodes every week on how to live well. Shine On is heard all over the world as a podcast, but it's heard first on the radio in New York's Hudson Valley. Hi, it's Casey. Thank you so much for tuning in to Shine On. You've heard it said a thousand times, location, location, location. And this is equally true. Relationships, relationships, relationships. Here we are, humans on planet Earth, billions of us, and we need each other. So today we're going to look at what you need. What is it? Do you want a new job? Do you want a new home? Do you want to be married or not married? Is there a particular trip you want to go on? A particular kind of car you'd like to own? Perhaps you're an antiquer and there's some holy grail of a vintage item you've been looking for. I don't know, but I know this. Your chances of getting what you want increase dramatically when you tell someone. Heck, tell everyone. Tell everyone what you're looking for. It's very possible you have been grinding away at this same old routine when something else is readily available. You just haven't asked for it. Maybe it's asking your boss for different hours. Maybe it's asking for someone to help you find an affordable personal trainer or coach or mentor or someone to cut your lawn come springtime. My girlfriend, Teresa, asked me if I was a fixer the other day, and it really made me pause because I didn't consider myself a fixer. I thought I had given that up. But every day I listen to people complain about something that's missing from their lives, and I just always think there's a solution. And I completely believe, and I have completely been in the position where a solution seems impossible. But the minute you start talking about things, the minute you start sharing your story, the minute you start asking for what you need, and I'll be the first to admit, I am the world's worst at asking for what I need. But the minute you open your mouth and let it out, you increase your chances of getting what you're looking for. So the purpose of today's program is to ask you to be brave and fearless and ring those bells. I have to look this up. There was a Liza Minnelli song from a million years ago called Ring Them Bells. I like Liza Minnelli. Oh, look at this. Bob Dylan wrote a song called Ring Them Bells. Really? But as I cruise the internet, I see it was Candor and Ebb who wrote Liza Minnelli's Ring Them Bells. And it's the story of, as I remember it, a young girl who was looking for love and she went all over the world and she ended up in Dubrovnik on the beach where she met the love of her life and then found out he lived in the apartment next door back home on Riverside Drive in New York. The point being, the answer is usually closer than you think. Ivan Meisner is my guest today. He's an amazing business coach and so much more. Best-selling author and businessman, Ivan invented BNI. BNI is a business networking group that's absolutely worldwide, and they've done amazing things. Ivan knows it's all about relationships. So, Ivan, I have been dying to tell you this particular story. A couple of months back, I got a message from a young woman, and I don't think I've ever met this young woman, although our paths, our social circles may have crossed over a few times. But this young woman knew that I am very much a part of my community. And she was in need of a job. 
She had run a business in my community for a very long time, and COVID took that business out. She tried her hardest to make it work, and it was a great business for a good long time. And here she found herself faced with going back into the workforce. And she saw on social media that I was friends with people who worked where she wanted to work. And she says, you know, I've been out of this business for a long time, having run my own business for so many years, but this is what I went to school for, and this is what I could do, and there's a job listing right now, and if you could put a good word in for me, I would be so grateful. Well, I was so grateful that this woman reached out to me, because nothing feels better than doing good for somebody. So we jumped on a call, had a good long talk, and I felt completely confident sending her resume to not just one business, but to two. And I'm happy to say this woman found herself a great new job. I didn't find it for her. She had the juice. I just may have tapped the door open a tiny bit. And I was so grateful to do that and so grateful that she reached out to another woman. Not someone she knew well, but this woman knew the power of relationships. Ivan Meisner, I've been waiting to tell you this story. What do you think of it? I, I, think, it's, I think it's a fantastic story, and it's, and it's really different from referrals to uh, you know, sell a product or service. Many, many years ago, a social scientist named uh, Grossnitter wrote a article called The Strength of Weak Ties. Mm. The Strength of Weak Ties. And he talked about it in the sense of uh, looking for employment, that unlike referrals, like, would you buy my product? Or do you know somebody who will buy my product? Which you gotta kinda know the person to give a referral like that. Mm-hmm. But for a job, weak ties can actually work. And your story is a classic example of what he talked about in that article. When you talk about, Dr. Meisner, when you talk about looking for employment, one of the first things you say is cultivate a confident mindset. Desperation is not referable. What do you mean by that? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, when, when you're desperate, it just exudes from your pores and people see that and it's, it's a turn off and they're not going to refer you when, when you're desperate. Um, and so one of the ways to be a little bit less desperate, if you, you look, you know, when you're looking for a job, I get it. Sometimes you're going to be desperate. But what you want to do is take a couple of deep breaths and do your homework. Do your homework. That will help you with a confident mindset. And when I say do your homework, find out about the company that you're applying for. Now, today, more than ever, it's so easy to do that because you have Monsieur Google that you can go to and, and look up everything. I remember one of the first management jobs I had. It was a second management job, actually. And, and uh, you know, this is 1983, so there, were, there was no Internet. And I went to uh, um, a state assemblyman's office I knew, and I, I asked for press releases if they had any press releases on this particular company that I was looking to work at. And he gave me all kinds of press releases. And I went into this interview having done my homework, and, and I was going to report directly to the president, and I was a young man. I don't think he was real impressed with my background, but when I came in there and I was like, wow, Sir, you have you have two bachelor's degrees. That's really unusual. Now, again, this is before Google. So he's like, "How did you know that?" Right. I'm like, "Well, I, I just did a little homework." And and you have three young children. Um, you know, I don't have any kids yet. I'm looking forward to having kids. He's like, "How did you know that?" Uh-huh. And I impressed him that I did my homework. Today, it's easier than ever. 
Right. Right. To do your homework. And that, that does build confidence. You also, it does. You also say curate your online presence. Oh, my goodness. Should we hire a professional for that? Or what can we do? It's just like the Wild West out there. Well, it is the Wild West. And uh, let me tell you, there, are, there have been people in my career where I did not hire because I got onto their social media account and they were dropping the F-bomb constantly. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what? I'm, I don't want that here. I don't want that in my office. And um, you, you, know, you don't have to have a professional curate it. Just post things that, you know, a potential employer isn't going to cringe when they see. Right. Um, and, and so many people post stuff that, you know, yeah. I would just cringe. Yeah. yeah. Bad news. Uh, you also say <laughs> leverage existing relationships. I guess that's a lot like the story I told you at the start, right? It is, yeah, yeah. And so what you want to do is you want to draw circles, at least mentally, if not physically, draw circles, starting with the people that are closest to you. And those are the people that you have an active relationship with, personal or professional, you have an active relationship with. Then the next circle of people are the people that you have a passive relationship with. You know them, they know you, but they may not know you really, really well. And then the third circle is the one that's a a dormant relationship, which is, you know, somebody that you knew a long time ago, but you haven't stayed in touch with. And shame on you, you need to stay in touch with people. (laughs) That's part of networking is to stay connected, even if it's just an occasional note on social media. It's so much easier today with the internet. When I went, when I worked on my doctoral degree, I went to school with a deputy director of the Federal Aviation Administration, a a senior director for the LA County Library, and this one's going to make you laugh. I actually went to school with the captain of the Palace Guard for Saddam Hussein. Oh my! So he, I'm sure he's not around anymore, but I would have loved to stay in touch with the deputy director of the FAA and the librarian, the, the librarian, she was, you know, like a, a second in command of the LA County Library, but there was no internet, there was no social media back in the 80s. Right. And, and so I wasn't able to stay in touch with those people. There's no reason why you can't stay somewhat connected with people. Sometimes though that feels opportunistic, like I'm just staying in touch with you because you might be a handy business connection one day. Yeah, well, don't say that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, don't say that. But, you know, have genuine interest. Hey, you know, it's been a long time since we sp- spoke. I just thought I'd drop you a note, see how you're doing. You know, you're still living in town. Have you moved? I'm, I'm now in Austin, Texas. I mean, this is what I would say. I'm now in Austin, Texas, been here for about 11 years. You know, what's new with you? I, you know, we, we kind of lost touch. And just have a conversation. That's it. That's what, isn't that what relationship? See, most people think networking is face-to-face cold calling. Hi, my name's Ivan. Let's do business. Or I need a referral. I need a job, you know, and you're going right into what you want. It's transactional, but it should be relational. Networking should be relational, not transactional. Yeah. And I guess it's, it's, we, we need each other, period. Oh yeah. Look, um, humans are, you know, part of, they're parts of tribes. They, they belong to tribes. They, they want community and the community has changed a bit since COVID. Um, you know, some, some of that, uh, connection now happens online versus, uh, in person. But I mean, look, look at this, look at this interview. You know, we're, we're in different states. Um, 
it, the, the, the sound quality is way better than a telephone conversation, which I would occasionally do, you know, 30 years ago. Most studios wouldn't allow phone calls unless you were a bigwig because they wanted you in studio to right. do the interview and the technology. You know, I'm, I'm about to get on a meeting. When I'm done with this interview, I'm going to get on a meeting with three or four people from four different countries around the world. And it's going to be online. The technology flattens the communication hierarchy uh, in in relationships. Yes. You invented a tribe called BNI. How is that going in this new world? Well, we have 39 years of consecutive growth. Year on year, including COVID, we grew. Um, There are very few companies in the world that can say they have 39 years of consecutive growth. But what I'm proudest of is in 2023, we passed, we, we track how many referrals are passed because we're a referral organization. We, tr- we passed 15.1 million referrals worldwide. We have 11,000 groups, over 11,000 groups. Uh, and we generated for our members 23.7 billion, that's billion with a B, 23.7 billion US dollars worth of business for our members. Now, just to put that in perspective, if you look at United Nations estimates of GDP, gross domestic product, Mm -hmm. there would actually be 100 countries in the world with a lower GDP than what BNI did for its members last year. Uh, Talk to people who don't know BNI and they're a business person and maybe they want to join. What do they do? Well, BNI is a referral organization. We allow one person per professional classification. So in a chapter, there's going to just be one person per profession. There might, you know, you might have two lawyers, three lawyers with different specialties. You have a commercial real estate agent, a residential real estate agent. But the idea is to meet every week. We, We literally meet most of our groups now have gone back to in-person, but we still have some that are online and some that are hybrid. We meet every week and um, we pass each other referrals. We get to know each other, trust each other, and refer each other. In looking for a job, and you know, BNI is obviously not a, a job company, but networking you know, kind of transcends. Here's a suggestion that I give particularly young people to help get a job. Ask if they're willing to do a working interview. Ask the person you're interviewing, that you're, that's doing the interview with you, um, are you willing to do a working interview? Now, most people don't know what that is. So a working interview is, let me come to work for you for a day so I can show you what I'm capable of. And you don't have to pay me. Just let me come and work. Now, they generally end up paying you because there are legal issues. But a lot of people will say, what a creative idea. Yeah, okay, come work for us for a day. I've had several people tell me they got a job, one of which was my daughter using that technique. Well, I would be afraid not to hire Ivan Meisner's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, I appreciate that a lot. I enjoyed talking to you so very much. Enjoy uh, your 35 degrees in Houston. It's better than the foot of snow we got here. And I hope we talk again soon. All right. You take care. Bye-bye. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. That's Ivan Meisner of BNI. I just love talking to him. His energy is so clean, you know, so together. Hi, it's Casey. You're listening to Shine On, the Health and Happiness Show. The message this week is ring them bells. What did Ivan call it? The power of connections? The power of connections. Even if there aren't inner circle connections, reach out and communicate. So when you get off the couch, maybe you want to polish up your LinkedIn account or join a networking group or sign up for a class or a seminar or a retreat. Go where people are who have your interests in common. Mingle a little. Make a few connections, even if it's only on social media. Now, if you're looking for love, maybe you want to talk to psychic Deborah Graham. 
Love the one you're with yourself because so many people as of right now with Valentine's Day, they're all looking for their Valentines. They're looking for the Cupid. They're trying to kiss the frog, make it happen. But the reality is you have to love the one you're with yourself. It's self-love, unconditional love. And then you could have a partner that can last a lifetime, what I call a 50-50. you got to be willing to give up the time. But most people think if I have that perfect relationship, it's going to give me what I need. Wrong answer. Work on yourself. Love yourself. Self-love is the most caring, loving thing that you can ever do for yourself and also for others. And most people who come to me for reading, it's mostly like, okay, I need somebody who's going to give me this, this, and that. I look at them and I say, what are you going to give back? So it's about giving in order to receive. It's kind of like not about what have you done for me lately? What have I done for you to bring you to that level? Also stay away from what I call energy vampires. We're talking to psychic medium Deborah Graham. Uh, how How do we spot the energy vampires? Well, when you're out on a date and if that person is sucking your energy and you feel exhausted and like you just want to either go to the bathroom or throw up, that's normally what I call a energy vampire. Or if that person talks a little bit too much about their self, that's also an energy vampire. And as I say, that doesn't always have to be in a relationship. That could be co-workers. That could be family members that you just can't seem to get away from. But number one, when you're feeling that It's time to say goodbye and run for the hills when you are with an energy vampire. And they want you to be the way they want you to be. Never, ever change to be something somebody expects you to be, because that does not work. So I guess we're all a little bit psychic if we can tune into our feelings and, and sense what's going on around us. Absolutely. I call it the Gita, the third chakra. We all have a psychic ability. Of course, mine's just a little bit more heightened because I become you and I read in the energies in your soul and your spirit in order to connect you with a partner that can last a lifetime because you got to sit there and think about it. We're all looking for love, but what that person looks like now, look at that person. What are they going to look like and feel like 20 years down the road? you got to really tap into it. I call it a psychic, intuitive match versus a physical match. I'm kind of like shallow how. I don't look at you. I look in you. Never judge a book by its cover. Always open it up and see what's inside. All right. So could I call you up and ask you if uh, my relationship was the right one or the wrong one? Could you help me that way? Absolutely. People that are in marriages, people who've been married 30 and 40 years, people who have been, you know, lost a loved one, someone who has never had love. Some people out there, you know, in their in their 60s and 70s and they've never been married before. And I'm able to help them navigate that because sometimes they've either been burned out from an ex that can be back as early as like 16 or 17 years old. And we're still holding on to that fear. So I kind of get out the weed whacker and help them release that old energy, whether they're doing a reading with me one-on-one or whether they're calling into my podcast, The Psychic Connection with Deborah Graham. Oh, I have seen that before. People hurt early on, like college age, and then that's it. They're burned for life. But you say there's hope. Talk to the people now who are looking for love. What can you tell them? Number one, never, ever give up on love. Never give up and say, well, you know what, I'm going to sit on a rock until I'm 90 years old and I'm never going to find love. If you think that love is not out there, then you're actually putting what we call an energy block. So what I tell people is never, ever block your own energy. Because some people are not meant to be married, but they're meant to have a partnership. So the important thing is go out there. It's like putting on a pair of shoes. If it fits, wear them. If they don't fit, take them off because nobody wants a corn on the bottom of their toes. Deborah, tell everybody how they can get in touch with you. All they would do is go to psychic 
psychicdebragram.com. That's psychicdebragram.com. And if they want to be a live guest and get a free five-minute reading live on my podcast, The Psychic Connection with Deborah Graham, they can go to psychicdebragram.com. They can sign up there. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and review our all-new podcast, The Psychic Connection with Deborah Graham, wherever you listen to your podcast on all major platforms. So that is Psychic Deborah Graham. If you're looking for love, she wants to help you out. Hi, it's Casey. Thank you so much for tuning in to Shine On. That was your Valentine treat for the week. I know we started out all business with uh, Ivan Meisner of BNI and then a little Valentine treat there. But you know what I loved? What Deborah said, the first words out of her mouth, love the one you're with, yourself. And with that in mind, I'm going to share a few ideas about what that looks like. You hear that all the time, love yourself, love yourself, self-care. If it was easy, we wouldn't be talking about it all the time. But from the many guests on the show, here's what I've learned about loving yourself. First, start from the inside out. Love yourself enough to clean up your thoughts. If your brain is routinely going round and round on the negative, if you find yourself taking a shower in the morning, but in your head you're telling somebody off at work, am I the only one that's ever done that? Catch yourself in the shower in the morning having like, you know, some fight in your head. Love yourself enough to find that thought and stop it. And love yourself enough in that moment to reach for a better thought. That is inner kindness. That is inner self-care. Byron Katie says, who would you be without this thought, right? When you find yourself circling on the negative, ask yourself, who would I be without this thought right now? And what kind of mood would I be in if I could just turn this thought off? And then, as Esther Hicks says, reach for a better feeling thought. Yeah, it's a little bit pretend and it's a little bit discipline. Be disciplined enough to scour your mind when your mind goes negative. Reach for a better feeling thought. Put that negative thought down. You can always come back to it. Lord knows you probably will. Also, when we talk about love the one you're with, yourself, another way to do that is to stop telling your miserable stories. Now, we all have to vent sometimes. I am the queen of venting, but I don't have to vent to every single person I meet today. Maybe just one, or maybe just vent to the person who can help you. Like, I just got a text earlier today from a very good friend who owns a business and she's got something going on at that business and she sent me a text and I called her right away. I'm like, let me have it. And she told me what was going on and who was leaving their job and and all the intricacies of what this little drama was at the office. Give it to me, vent, I said to my dear friend. Give it all to me because she knows I'm going to take the time to sift through this with her and make sure she gets everything out and then we can brainstorm together about how to solve the problem That is absolutely healthy. But telling your misery to everybody you meet, it's not good for you. It's not good for you. So love yourself enough to be in the moment with the people you love and put your negative and repetitive thoughts on hold. It's a practice. It's like mind yoga. (laughs) It really is. Love the one you're with. That's yourself. By finding peace of mind. By searching for peace of mind. Just a little bit of shh for your brain. Practice that. That moment will grow and it will be easier to find 
with practice. Our thought for the day is from Audrey Hepburn, who said, I believe in manicures. I believe in overdressing. I believe in primping at leisure and wearing lipstick. Shine on. You've been listening to Shine On, the health and happiness show, with new episodes every week. It's your time to shine on. Shine on.